Hi, and welcome to the Confidence Cocoon podcast. I'm Bianca Chappell, an NLP Master Practitioner and Cognitive Behavioural Coach, and generally a woman who is a little bit addicted to supporting people to step into their power. In this episode, I want to talk about ways to manage moments of panic. Now, panic is a word that we're all used to hearing. It's a frame of mind that we're all used to feeling. It's a combination of emotions, thoughts and feelings that are less than helpful, um, pretty negative to us and not useful. So I think it's fair to say that panic is something that everybody at one point in time or another has experienced. But guess what? There are so many ways that we can initiate to manage our moments of panic that help us be armed with confidence and clarity and calm, especially in those moments of crisis when we feel powerless, when we feel frustrated or when we feel angry or even scared. So I want to kind of go through some of those, break those down a little bit in this episode in hope that you will find ways, tools, tips, little pearls of wisdom that you can add to your little toolbox that I'll hope you'll start building. Your toolbox of self-help that you will build as you come along this journey with me here in the Confidence Cocoon podcast. So if you're ready, let's dive straight in. So practicing managing moments of panic really helps you to focus on how to increase your ability. It's especially in the areas when life is quite challenging, so you don't really have many senses of accomplishment. If we start to label these little pearls of wisdom, let's start with number one. It's about positive self-talk, giving yourself encouragement to activate your inner cheerleader and talk to yourself through your moments of crisis is priceless. Understanding ways to do that is actually life-changing. It's almost about you talking to yourself as though you would talk to a good friend. So some of these examples might include, I've already been there, I've been through this, And actually, I've been through many other painful experiences and I've survived those, which means this too shall pass and I will survive this also. Or reminding yourself that you're strong enough to handle what's happening to you right now. Or even being a little bit cocky with it and saying, okay, I dealt with something like this before, bring it on. I can handle this one too. When we are able to adopt and initiate positive self-talk to ourselves, it helps us rebalance. It helps us build that inner confidence that does nothing more than raise the higher self-esteem. These are the things that many people, well-known, initiate in order to survive their moments of panic their moments of crisis and I'm not just talking about public speaking or going on stage and doing a talk or a a live video or going on that first date, going for that job interview. I'm talking about 
all of those things and the bits in between, the bits that nobody really speaks about, like actually having a really low moment or a series of really low days and really feeling as though you can't face the world, but just making the decision to just start your routine and start being visible and start socially interacting again feels like a journey that you simply cannot embark on. It's those moments of panic, big or small, it doesn't really matter. Panic is not specific to certain types of people um, from certain backgrounds, races or religions. It is careless. Everybody can be a victim of panic at one point or another. But being able to understand your self-talk language Being able to be your own cheerleader and tap into your own positive self-talk. Remembering to speak to yourself in the kind, loving and motivating and champing in ways that you would speak to somebody that you love and that you care for. Speaking to yourself that way is life-changing once mastered. So let's look at tip number two. Um, And this is about changing how your body feels. Um, when your when your brain is in those moments of chemistry, um, where the chemistry isn't quite balancing and thus affecting your mood. So in those moments, something that is quite simple and easy to do, and I do feel it's important to share these um, nuggets of wisdom with you that are about things that is available to everybody to access, many of them free. It's just about tapping into our own resources something simple like listening to music that calms you down there is something quite wonderful about um, creating a bank of your go-to sounds that allow you to just pause Um, and these are really simple and easy things to do these might be playlists that you create these might be um, stations or podcasts like this that you know you can go to um, that you can just simply tune into and just escape it's it's misunderstood actually how um, rhythm um, music rhythm can support restful mindful states or listening to something quite like you're doing now that boosts your positive inner mind thoughts, therefore reflecting in your positive inner mind chatter. And as I say, these are things that you can do, very, very simple things like creating your creating a set of playlists that you can just plug into, or perhaps identifying your favourite go-to CDs. Does everybody anybody even listen to those anymore? I don't know. But we've all got something that we can turn to, that we can plug into and simply escape. Number three is about practising progressive relaxation. Um, And by that I mean guided meditations or engaging in breathing exercises. Now I remember about three or four years ago when I started um, hearing more about guided meditations. As a coach, especially within the NLP sector, it's something that was a real buzzword. Um, And there was many people, hands up, let's be honest here, myself included, that thought, Meditations is something just a little bit woo-woo, you know, it wasn't the kind of thing that I would get into, Um, it wasn't the kind of thing that I would respect or take seriously, Um, simply because I find it quite hard, um, especially in the early days when I was um, starting out in the coaching sector, to, to simply relax, and meditation is something that requires you to be still. 
Now, I am in an advantage situation because I am very well um, trained on how to manage the mind. Um, But I understand that many people are not. But as I understood and researched and learnt and tried meditation for myself, I realised actually it isn't really um, attached to an ideology of any kind. Meditation is not something that is complemented by a specific religion or belief system. Meditation is simply about somebody giving themselves permission to slow down their mind. It really is that simple. Some people refer to meditation as praying. Some people may refer to meditation as chanting. Some people may refer to meditation as going for a walk. Some people may refer to meditation as a yoga class. It does not matter how your interpretation of meditation is formed because fundamentally meditation is about allowing yourself permission or giving yourself permission to simply slow down the mind. Many find this tool really useful especially in the moments when they are overwhelmed by overwhelm. Um, And I say that this may be towards a deadline or something you, a situation you, or a negative situation you may may want to escape. Um, Breathing and meditation is simply about slowing down the mind and giving yourself time to concentrate on breaths. And when you are able to simply concentrate on your breaths and really understand how one concentrates on their breaths, you realise that you don't actually have much other thought capacity to focus on anything else. When you take time to really understand the um, the science, if you like, behind focusing on one's breath and understanding how to do that successfully, there is no space to think about anything else in that moment of thought. And there are some wonderful podcasts and books and YouTube videos about how one successfully enjoys and implements breath practices. And I really encourage you to research that and look into that because it's almost like you're giving yourself a mini vacation. As I said, meditation wasn't something I subscribed to a few years ago, but I have realised it is actually life-changing now I've mastered it. I often start off my day with meditation. I pray and meditation is often something that I either start or end my prayer with. Um, Meditation is something I do find quite tricky sometimes to add into the day, but that's because I am a coach, I am a wife, I am a mum and my life is busy and my working life is surrounded and um, filled by supporting people with their challenges and supporting people to come to their moments of breakthrough and holding people accountable. So my mind is constantly on the go and it is okay to not be able to perhaps fit that in at certain times of the day but I tell you what for somebody who never really subscribed to the whole uh, thought process behind meditation and focusing on one's breath I now do not end the day without doing it and meditation is something that can simply be done in your car in your bed at the end of the day whilst you are in the shower 
whilst you are on your own any moment. It doesn't take long. Two minutes is enough. You might be privileged to be able to work into a time of your own personal space for your own self-care, like a yoga class or a relaxation class or running or ending or warm down or walking. It doesn't matter how you do it just matters that you do it. I liken meditation to a vacation because it's a mini vacation, if you like, away from the crisis Um, and it can help you gain perspective, especially when you feel like you are in moments of uh, overwhelm, um, when the panic is so intense. It helps you to manage those moments of crisis more effectively. Another one I want to focus on, and I've touched on this already in meditation, is mindful breathing. If there is one thing that we do everywhere and all the time, it is breathing. So we, but we don't think about it, but yet it keeps us alive. And this is an all-time favourite exercise because it requires so little. It can be done at any time, in any place, but it's so powerful and grounding and it's pretty effective too. If you feel anxious or if you are panicking, you breathe. If your mind is clouded with thoughts that you're not aware of, you can turn your attention back to breathing. Simply go from there. So when your panic is quite high, just focus on the breath. Breathing is an inherent, um, mandatory resource for the body, which is why going back to it feels like going back to basics. Something familiar is something grounding. It's something to try next time when you're in a situation when you feel like you are out of control. Breathing and focusing on the breath is something you can do when all else fails. In those moments when life can just be a little bit overwhelming, perhaps the choices or the outcomes are not as simple and we feel um, stressed and the triggers of stress are quite high, one of the most life-changing go-tos for me and many of the people I work with to manage those moments of panic is simply going back to the breath, slowing down and giving yourself permission to simply focus on your breathing. When was the last time you done that? I usually say if you had to think it's been too long, but as I said, breathing is something that we can't live without. We do all day, every day, but yet very rarely give any time or energy to. So I'm going to leave those with you. Let's just go over. Let's just go over what we spoke about. So one of the things that you can do to create your toolbox to help you manage moments of panic is to speak positively to yourself. Speak to yourself as though you would speak to a good friend. Remind yourself of all the wonderful things you have done and all the things you have overcome. And just remind yourself that you've got the ability to do that again. Another thing that we looked at is about changing your chemistry, your brain chemistry that affects your mood. And one of the ways to do this is about listening to music. 
creating your own pl- playlist is something that is everybody has access to. Number three was about practicing relaxation. Um, and we spoke about meditation and engaging in the breath. Number four was about really understanding ways to engage, I guess, the nervous system in your meditation exercises. So we spoke here about giving yourself the opportunity um, to take a little vacation, a mini vacation from the situation, giving yourself time to escape the situation to get clarity and calm. And then we went back to the breath. Number five was about mindful breathing. Back to the beginning, focusing on the thing that we do all the time that we actually can't exist without, but yet fail to actually give any acknowledgement to. Going back to the breath. So my invitation to you as we end this episode is to try these tools. Next time you're in a situation where you feel out of control, give it a try. See what it does for you. And remember, this whole journey is about you understanding what works and what doesn't. And there might be things that you hear here in the podcast, in the Confidence Cocoon podcast, or other podcasts or literature and articles and videos that you may read that you might think, sounds great, I'm going to give it a try. But let's manage expectations not everything is going to work not for you because self-expectation is about managing your expectations for your self-development journey and so there are some things that will work for some and some things that will work for others but it's you're never going to know unless you try and so my aim is to share lots of things with you for you to pick and choose from this little pick and mix of self-help to help you create your toolbox that you can go to as your resources to help you keep moving one foot in front of the other with clarity, calm and confidence. So I hope this is useful to you. I hope that you have resonated and perhaps even picked just one thing that you are going to give yourself a chance to try. It has been an absolute delight to share this episode with you. Um, Take a look through the other episodes. There's lots of other wonderful confidence-boosting magic there to share with you. My aim is to really share the confidence cocoon, um, pearls of wisdom around like confetti. But there's also more of this conversation and women all on this journey. So don't forget to pop over to the Facebook group, The Confidence Cocoon, where you can interact with me and all the other wonderful ladies in the cocoon or if you want to just simply get more of what this this podcast offers but from a distance then check out the website um, where there are lots of ways to support you to tap into your own inner coach i look forward to catching you on another episode soon but in the meantime remember you are an amazing person doing amazing things and if nobody has told you lately i want to remind you of that I'll see you in the next episode.